I love it. Alex loves it. It's the muscle truffle sauce. It's the best thing since sliced bread. They'll say it's honestly the best sauce I've ever had in my life. Visit uh, Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off. Uh, get the rub, the barbecue rib rub. It's unbelievable. Uh, and the mustard truffle sauce. Oh, and that goes bourbon sauce. Alex, I don't think you've tried it yet. <laughs> that shit's good. Uh, this is <laughs> I'm still waiting for it, man. I'm still waiting for it. It's that. in a box. It's ready to go. Uh, this is Weekly Sauce episode 35. Last week we filled in, uh, Spencer Plamadon filled in for me, did a great job. You guys spoke to Joey Alfieri, it was awesome. Uh, as usual, I'm welcomed by Alex, the intern. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing good, man. What about you? I'm good, man. And I'm excited to have our guest here of the Montreal Wedge, Jean-Samuel Blanc, formerly of Les Carabins. How's it going, buddy? Très bien. Yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. Good, good. So what have you been up to, man? You've been working out. You were saying before that it's tough to get out there and, and uh, get physical. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, with gym closing, I had to get myself some uh, some weights. I got myself a treadmill a few months ago, just uh, because running during winter sometimes can be harsh, especially in Montreal when you have that weather. So I was like, you know what? Let's just keep it inside and get myself a treadmill. That's it. That's it. I mean, I'm I can't run, man. Like my years of playing football for me, my ankles lock up. I play flag football now, and it's it's brutal. So like, it, it doesn't even. I I don't even want to consider running for more than ten minutes. ADD kicks in. I don't know how you guys do it. I'm more of like, if there's a physical activity going on, I'll burn the calories that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I mean, it's a good way to see it. <laughs> I was like you too, but now that uh, as a pro athlete, you cannot just. Uh, rely on your athleticism and just uh, show up in training camp without doing anything so um speaking of pro athletes and not having to rely on your athletic ability one of my best friends is Marco Libibouillet do you know who he is of course so okay so of course. He, he's come on the show a few times Marco is probably I'm more athletic than Marco I'll tell him that every day <laughs> you know uh, but he's a guy that worked really hard and you know and, and I told him about you and he's and He's he I mean, he speaks he's he says you're great man he says you're one of the best players and he's and for a guy like that to speak volumes of you I know you, I'm obviously Marco obviously favors the Carabin in him you know what I mean like he does that and and the fact that you play for the Owls is huge yeah. um, what's it like playing for your home city man what's that like oh for sure it's been great uh, it's amazing I always tell that story when I speak in the, in schools that at first like during the draft the Alouette did not pick me. For those who don't know, I was not drafted. Okay. So the the evening I was like livid. And I'm a guy who's always like calm and always have his emotion under control. But that night I, I was livid. Mm-hmm. In my in my head, I was like the best at my position and no one in the country would be better than me. So when I got the call from my agent that the Alouettes invited me to the, their training camp, I was like happy. But at the same time, I was like kind of pissed at still. <laughs> So when I showed up in training camp, I had a chance to go against everyone who was drafted before me because I, they, they put me at uh, like fullback slash D-line. So I had a chance to go against the O-line who were drafted before me. Oh, nice. And I had, to go, I had the chance to go against uh, uh, guys like, uh, if I remember right, Short Hill and Chris Aki on the special team. So I had a chance to go against them. 
So I think after the training camp, they were like, oh, okay, that number 42, you can't really play football. So <laughs> this is how I think I made the team. <laughs> and, uh, and John, how did you get to, uh, to, to the caravan? Like, 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 where did you start off first? Oh, I started playing football at 15 years old at Collège Mont-Saint-Louis, the Kodiak. A nice school, private school, uh, very uh, school-orientated. But when I was there, we had like this class of athlete, which was ridiculous. So they started this program, the Cadet, so fifth uh, secondaire, under three, and we won it all. And the games were like 60 to nothing. We were like just dominating. And then Juvenile, <laughs> yes, yeah, Juvenile Mont Saint Louis. And then I went to, uh, oh, before that, we won the ball door before we left. Uh, then I, uh, Cégep, I went to Vanier. Me too. Played with uh, guys like uh, Norzo, uh, Anthony Thompson, Baron Archambault. We had, a, we had a, again, a big class of guy yeah. who went NCAA and went uh, to play university and even play pro. And then I went to University of Montreal where I won the, the Vanny Cup in 2014. Um, you mentioned some big names there. Matt, Matt Norzel is somebody that not a lot of people know about. And Matt Norzel is probably one of the best players to really not play much after college. You know what I mean? Yeah. He likes to yeah. tell people that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Anthony no, he, Thompson, I mean, that's, that's a good company. Anthony Thompson went to UCLA. So like, there's that. Went to UCLA and then he played for the BC Lions. Yeah. He's still there, right? And he wasn't there last year. No, okay. No, I think he got hurt. That's the thing is that people don't realize. I talk about it all the time how Quebec is is number one in Canada for football. I mean, people don't realize it. It's the amount of talent we have coming out of here is nuts. And if you look at look at those last two Super Bowls, we got two guys from Montreal coming out of out of Quebec in the last two Super Bowls. You know, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what's what's going on with the season? Obviously, the season's locked out. Um, What are, you, what, are you, what are you guys up to? You said it's hard to train, but are you guys doing group activities, uh, Zoom meetings, all that stuff? Oh, no, not even. I don't even know if we're allowed, to be honest. I don't oh, really? Even, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> like, I think people send a text here and there, but uh, we don't have official meetings and whatnot. Well, we have, a, we have like a group of guys, and I won't say the francophone, but <laughs> we, we always kind of keep in touch, and we have like a little group on Facebook. To like to let us know like what's going on with the league and whatnot. Yeah. To make sure that uh, all the information that we have that we can share it. So we're not in a position where we don't know, which is not, that's something that you don't want to. And they're they're not paying your salary, right? No, they're only paying you during the season. During so you the play season, a game, okay. you get paid. If you don't play a game, <laughs> you're not getting paid. You got to work at Foot Locker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about the CFLs. People don't realize, man. It's like the top, the top guys will probably make some coin, but the bottom guys, the guys that are they're toughing it out, you know, it's it's not a it's not a full time job. It's yeah, remember the yeah, they remember uh, we had that one guy. Uh, well, me and Terry, we worked at Rogers, and we had that one guy. Remember who he uh, he played for Saskatchewan? Oh, I forgot his name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're uh, they're pretty much everywhere in the off season. So yeah. yeah. So, so, so it's a really tough um, league to be in. I've, I'll be able to find his name. I'll send it to you. But yeah, he, he, was, a he, was, a, he was a D line for Saskatchewan. I think he had an I think he had an African name. No, Alex, it wasn't. Yeah, he was African. He was African. Name, yeah. yeah, an African name. I forgot. He had like like mini dreads. I forgot his name. Completely forgot. Yeah, his me name. too. I remember him because he hit on my cousin. 
And I was like, oh, that guy. I'm like, it's okay. And then I scared him a bit. I was like, you know, it's my cousin. Anyway, he's, he was a good guy, though, just to joke around with him. But, um, Man, Montreal football, it, it, Montreal football is the place to be, I think. I, if you look at all the names that you just mentioned, too, uh, I can talk. I'm 34, so I'm a little older than you. Uh, I turned 30 in November. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many guys, man. There's so many guys that people don't even know about that, how good they were, you know. So you're you're young compared to me. So, Alex, go. Which brings me to my question. If you weren't playing football, what which, like oh. like what would you do? goodness that's a great question <laughs> uh, like as a kid growing up i liked pretty much anything you talk to me about chemistry i would find a way to like chemistry talk about physics i would find a way to like physics so growing up i didn't really know what to do so at first i think i wanted to become a, a fire a fireman that's a good job that, that's that one that might still be in the plan i don't know and then at one point i wanted to go to the army like i know i wanted to do something with my body because i know like i'm like kind of athletic And I can do stuff that not a lot of people can do. So I was going to use that as, as an advantage. But I'm also, uh, uh, I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't been very thorough with that, but I'm also a financial counselor. Oh, nice. I'm helping people to uh, I, I actually educate them and then I help them make a bit more money oh, and yeah. see and show them how the system works. I guess I got to so, call you then, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that what, is that what you studied? You studied finance? No, I could actually, I did not study finance. Oh. I was approached uh, after my uh, first year pro. And during the offseason, you don't actually work. You just work out. So I was like, you know what? Why not take the time to get my license and see where it can land? So I did. And uh, so since, uh, what, 2016, I'm a licensed financial counselor or 17. Nice. Yeah. And we'll see what happens, right? I mean, that's yeah, it's, exactly. it's the luck of the draw with athletes. Like people, it's crazy when you think about athletes. Like we talk about uh, Tom Brady, how old he is. You know what I mean? But like he's not much older than me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's not much older than me, and the guy's gonna retire. Like there's people that retire at 35, and I'm 34, and I'm, I haven't even started my job yet. You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but just like you said, like he's gonna retire at 42. <laughs> okay, let's say 45. Let's say he retires at 45. Yeah, realistically. Yeah, after another few Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> like finding, not, I'm pretty sure that he won't find a job afterward, but. In the booth, just, does he have to? Um, I mean, maybe he could, but <laughs> like just like leaving that world of football sometimes can be really hard because, you know, like people remember football has uh, their, their, their brothers, their, their teammates, yeah. the locker room. That's what people miss the most about. And just leaving that to i don't know just a regular guy <laughs> it's, it's pretty hard it is pretty hard so yeah like it's a little uh, period of adjustment it might be a very long period yeah so yeah so we ask we ask everybody these questions and i had matthew bergeron you remember you know matthew bergeron plays for syracuse offensive lineman young kid he went to he played siege at tetford No, I don't. No, okay. He, he's an offensive lineman for Syracuse. He grew up in Victoriaville in Montreal. So I, apparently Victoriaville is where the Poutine was created. Montreal <laughs> book? It was a shirt book? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he said Victoriaville, and I was like, I didn't even know that. I thought Poutine was Honestly, created here. What? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll just say Drummondville. <laughs> Drummondville, okay, yeah. We, we'll never know, man. We'll never know, fuck. <laughs> and so I wanted to ask you, so when I used to go see Marco's games when he played for the Owls, we used to go to Three Amigos after. 
not that I like it or anything, but it was just a thing we did. It was me, him, <laughs> Anthony Barrett, Christian, Matt. We used to go like a bunch of guys, and uh, and we used to go eat. And uh, what's your post game meal? What's your post game restaurant? You stole my question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't really have a post game restaurant. Uh, after the game, me and my wife would just uh, take a Uber home, and uh, so most of the time after home games we have a uh, pizza. Like in the locker room, so I take a box or I take a few slices. I share them with her, and if we're still hungry, then maybe we might order in if it's not too late. But we know we don't really have a post-game uh, meal. What's the best poutine you had in Montreal? Oh, I think it's. Uh, I have to say it, uh, la poulmouille. That's a good answer, ma poulmouille, man. Ma poulmouille is like legit the best with all the, the pork good answer. and the chicken. The chorizo, uh, so, yeah. Oh, you put the extra sauce on it too. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, that <laughs> and thing the is size good. is amazing. The worst part is, is people. There's a lineups at La Banquise. La Banquise Poutine is brutal now. It used to be good, not not anymore. Right across the street. It's overrated now. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's overrated. right across the street. It doesn't make sense to me how you people can go to La Banquise when there's a perfectly good Poutine right across. <laughs> but also, my Poutine lineups are crazy. Too. Yeah, I think I went there a few a few months ago just to see if I could have a chance to get there. Well, big lineup. I was like, you know what? Let's just go. <laughs> the lineup's huge all the time, but it's it's good. And even if, let's say, you want to eat clean, no poutine, you just get the chicken, salad, maybe some potatoes. Mm-hmm. You're good to go, man. It's a good post game meal. I love it. Um, <laughs> well, so, so, so actually, John, I've I've watched the uh, YouTube video. It was it was actually John Bowman. So John Bowman is like, he's doing like a little city tour, and mm-hmm. he's telling us how coming on the show um, next week. Yeah, he's coming on the show next week, um, and he says. The, the keg, you guys have a tradition like pregame, they go to the keg. Yeah. Is it still, is, is it still a tradition? That's more when we are away. Yeah. We have a away game, we kind of sit together. And uh, most of the time, we try to go as a whole group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but always like, yeah, exactly. There's always <laughs> a guy who knew someone over there. And What does Marco no, do we... when he goes to the keg? Marco? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marco went from eating steak, legit, like we used to, he used to eat steak, like like drink it, you know what I mean, to nothing, not one animal product. I mean, it, it, it's it's something, but uh, like at one point, uh, I think it was my first two years, we had like a, this partnership with uh, Copper Branch. No, yeah, yeah he, him, he was sponsored yeah, by them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> every, after, every practice, after every practice, there was like this, I don't know, like 40 boxes of vegan food, but... People, no, the thing is, it was okay, Copper Branch. There's good vegan restaurants now, I will say. I've hated on vegans for a long time, but there's good vegan restaurants now. But but back then, Copper Branch wasn't good. Like for me, I I don't eat vegetables. So when I saw that, I I was like, ah. You're a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Let me try that uh, zucchini brownie. That zucchini brownie was actually very good. The zucchini brownie, yeah? Yeah, I never had it. The only thing I had there that was decent was the poutine. It was like a, a shiitake mushroom poutine with shiitake sauce. It was pretty good, actually. I'm not going to lie. It was decent, but it was like 14 bucks for like a regular sized poutine. It was crazy overpriced. I don't know how people do this shit. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, so, season's not going. Is uh, Do you work with uh, Vince Nardone? Uh, one of, I think he's a DB coach for the Owls. Yeah, 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 Vince. Yeah. So, Nardone is a good friend of mine, too. And he's supposed to come on the show. But he keeps on, he's like, every time I ask him, like, I'm like, Vince, you got to come on. He's like, talk to the PR guys at, Al- at the Alouettes. I'm like, I'm like, I've had Marco on. I'm like, I'm getting John Bowman. Tomorrow we have David Sanchez. 
I'm like, we just got a Jean Saint Leblanc. Really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why? Why do I have to talk to some PR guy in Yalouette? Tell him. Tell your coach. Say, hey, listen, coach. Your friend Terry, he really wants you to come on the show and talk. And even one time he messaged me. He's like, I'm ready to come on. I said, okay, cool. When do you want to do it? He's like, I'll get back to you. And he never did. I don't even know what to do with this guy anymore. You know what you should do? He's ghosting you, man. <laughs> He's in a group chat. He reads all the messages and he doesn't answer. My answer. I've asked him to play golf like 15 times this year. He doesn't want to play with me. These are the types of friends I have. Marco, vegan. Vince doesn't want to talk to me anymore. I don't know what the hell's going on. Jean Sabin. Um, Marco has two kids now. He's busy. He's not busy, man. He's just cheap. <laughs> Uncle's <laughs> just cheap. He's not busy. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, buddy, man. This is awesome. You're 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 a good guy, and we hope we wish the best for you. I hope you uh, hope the season turns out next year. Hopefully, COVID stops, and you guys can be able to make a living. I go. Uh, I know Alex and I. Oh, Alex, you have a last question. Yeah, yeah. One last question. Uh, who was your favorite coach out of all your your uh, your, your career path? Who was your favorite coach? Oh, goodness, favorite coach. Because uh, I had a, I had a lot of good coaches. Uh, but just one that really, you know, stands out. Stands out. Okay, uh, the one that stands out. I feel bad saying this, but the <laughs> one that stands out the most was uh, was my D line coach in the University of Montreal, who is now the head coach at McGill, Ronnie Lair. Yeah, best. Yeah, he he was the guy, yeah, and we like we were both Haitian. He went to the same high school as me. We had the same background. We like we had a lot of uh, similarities, and. Uh, yeah, with his help, I managed to uh, get the re- uh, record sack from the for the for the CIS mm-hmm. with twelve and a half. Uh, I mean, uh, tie, sorry, with a twelve and a half sack in a season. So yeah, he uh, he brought my game to another level, and uh, big respect to Ron. The reason why I stopped playing football is because of Coach P. Coach P. <laughs> That guy made me hate football more than anything. I didn't but play after. There's like, like uh, along the way, uh, you meet different type of coaches. Like Coach Pete was all business. He didn't care. Well, he didn't okay, he care a bit about uh, how your parents were. But other than that, he was strictly business. And for personally, that's how I love it too. Like, I, I don't want to be friends with my coach. Like, personally, I think Ron was the, maybe the only one. Like, I always see, like... Uh, but Ron's that type of guy, though. Yeah. He's that guy. He's like, you, like, to, you like him, and you want to yeah. put your head through a wall for him. And that the fact that we had, like I, said, like I said, the same background, it was easier for me to be like, you know what? You're a nice guy, so we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk. <laughs> like, so, there's not a lot of coaches that I can have that kind of relationship. Oh, for sure. I mean, you have, like... You know, I, I met Jerry McGrath. I spoke to Jerry McGrath. He's a super nice guy, but he's he's the nice guy role. You know, I mean, there's all these all these guys that they they motivate you in different ways. You know, when I say Coach P made me hate football, it's because I was I, I sucked at football, and he told me I sucked at football. That's why I hated it. You know, I rolled the bench for two years at Vanier, so like for me, I I was done. And uh, but it's it, coaches make it, man. And I think that everybody that like you that's able to make some money, make a career out of playing football, live their dream. You're a Montreal kid playing for Montreal. You know, it's, it's the ultimate goal. And uh, I think that you need people like Ron Hilaire in this example to, to, to kind of bring you up and, and, and show you that, like, listen, you can, if, you're, if you're focused enough, you can do it. And you need that motivation. 
coach football coaches, you spend more time with them than you do with your parents sometimes. You know what I mean? You're with them five nights a week plus the plus the road trip on the weekend. Uh, you know what I mean? You're with them all the time, and they, they become like a second father to you, you know, and that's that's basically what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, like, it, from, like, I have, I don't have, I don't want to say that I have a hard time opening up myself to people, but that's not, I don't want to say that's not who I am, but in that circumstance where it's, we're playing a game this week and it's not time to talk about all my issues that I have with my exams and game came. I didn't really have problems with school, but I don't, I didn't want to tell him, Oh, I'm so stressed with that exam. Like, no, like we're here to talk about football, football and we stick to it. And if you have a problem, then we'll take another time. Not, not now. That's good. And, and John, uh, yeah, just quickly. Okay. Yeah, do, do you have any funny locker room stories to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about this? We're getting John Bowman on. We have another show. We're doing John Bowman on next week. Give us a John Bowman story. A John Bowman story? <laughs> I used to uh, see John Bowman walking around downtown in his flip-flops all the time. John Bowman. He, he's, he's a legend. Uh, a good story about Bowman? Well, give me Marco's story if you have one. Uh, Marco? Yeah, okay, I can, yeah, that's not too bad. Uh, so my first year... Uh, we were practicing at uh, Stade Ber, so it's like a 15-minute trip from the big uh, the big O to the Stade Ber. And in the CFL, we have uh, 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 we have like a four and a half hour day. Okay. Okay. So the day starts at nine, and they finish at one thirty. But since you're a pro, you don't want to just use that time. You don't, you, you don't want to do just from 9 to 1 to 3. You have to do more. Because if you do the bare minimum, well, you have, you have minimum results. And I think my first few years, that's what it was. Guys were not putting time to that extra. So we had like a, what, a 6 12 uh, record twice, and it sucked. So, so, so one day, uh, first year, uh, practice getting a bit longer and Lamarco was in the, the player association so we told the coach okay coach we gotta go we gotta go and the coach like just kept going kept going like one more play one more play oh, coach we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go <laughs> and at one point he just got up and left and me as a rookie I'm like what <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> It's not right. It's like, no, 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 no. We have four and a half hour. Hey, I'll clock in, clock out. We have to leave. Marco's and, classic, man. Marco Marco was the CFLP rep for a while. He used to go to Vegas all the time. He's like, Terry, you gotta come <laughs> with me, man. Like, it's not going to be a good idea. <laughs> he's a good, great man. Yeah, he's a, good, he's a good man. He's one of my best friends and I love him. Um, so we appreciate you coming on, buddy. Honestly, yeah, it was... It was a pleasure talking to you. It was a pleasure to meet you, and hopefully we can get you on soon. Uh, I challenged Rene Paredes to a kickoff, but like, like different, like he'll kick from fifty, I'll kick from twenty, like kind of thing to see how many we can make. So, uh, and I also challenged Matthew Bergeron to like, I can, I told him I can get to the quarterback with him blocking. Mm. Yeah, like I said, I was a bad football player, but I played D line, so I, it doesn't. It means that I know what I'm talking about. I just might not be able to do it anymore. So you, we're all three D lines, man. Oh, uh, there you go. So <laughs> this is what I'm going to challenge you, Johnson. I'm going to challenge you. I think if we put Alex back there with the pads and he's holding the football, I bet that I can block you for four seconds. Okay, no, let, let's let's make something else. All right, cool. Okay. <laughs> I won't say I won't. Okay. 
I've I played defense a, a bit in the in the pro. Okay. But my thing now is special teams. Oh, okay. So let's do a special team drill. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do like a fair catch drill. <laughs> so Alex will oh be. Oh my the, god. Alex will be, let's say, the returner. Yeah. You'll be the on the punt team, and I'll be on the punt return. So <laughs> I'll, I'll block you. Oh fuck! So I'm going full pin downfield, and you got to block for Alex. Yes. <laughs> Oh, okay, you know what? That's a, good, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. You know Liam Mahoney? Yeah. Okay, he's gonna be there too. He's okay. another good friend of mine, so he'll be there too. And we're gonna get he'll everybody together. He'll kick the ball to Alex. Alex catches it. He'll follow me, and I'll block for him. Hey, my dad played soccer. I can kick the ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you coming on again. This episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub MTL. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Uh, I'm Terry Tam, that was Alex the intern, that was Jean-Samedrin of the Montreal Wets. I appreciate it, buddy. I wish you all the success. Hopefully the season comes back next year. Yes, sir. Thanks.